Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I proudly bring to you at a Studio 212 in the heart of Seattle, Washington. This is Physical Culture Radio. I am your super dope host with the most, Greg Jones, <clears throat> at Coach Greg Jones, Instagram and Facebook. And moving forward, uh, it's just going to be me talking with a lot of interviewees and um, some different guest speakers. Mr. Edmonds uh, will be a guest speaker on the show, but has stepped down for a little bit uh, due to work constraints. So I'm going to be broadening the topics a little bit. It's not going to be just all bodybuilder centric, although it's still going to have a you know, bodybuilder flair to the uh, podcast. But uh, we're, we're going to branch off into a few different subjects and get some kind of different people on, some naturopaths, some chiropractors, some different things and expand your view uh, and, and and the knowledge that we give you um, rather than just being bodybuilding centric moving forward uh, end of this year and into 2020. And that brings me to episode number 40. And uh, what we talked about in 39 was we went over what it looks like last couple of weeks of prep, getting into a show, um, and what I want to talk about now is when the diet ends, when you've gotten ready for a vacation, gotten ready for a wedding, whatever you've gotten ready to get in shape for, um, then what? Then what do you do? Uh, how do you approach it? How do you keep focused if you don't have any specific thing in mind? And I know even like a lot of bodybuilders that get on stage um, have a tough time in the off season. Um, because they've got no immediate show planned and it's just an off season and it may be the holidays. You may be, you know, subjected to, you know, lots of food and drink and being merry and, um, all that good stuff and kind of getting knocked off your pedestal, so to speak, into the routine that got you into the best shape of your life or, you know, got into good shape in general. So what do you do at that point? Uh, what does it look like? What's the approach? So for me, uh, I specifically, and then I'll go into kind of general purposes and general um, philosophy and in, in what you do after something's over and how to kind of keep focused. For me, I need and needed a little bit of a mental break after my prep, <clears throat> I had a lot of travel in my prep, kind of had a banged up knee. Um, so my body wasn't hundred percent mentally. It was kind of tough because traveled a bunch and I was in Disney world for a week and had a shitty little fitness center to work out in and meals were tough. It was challenging, challenging thing for me. Um, and so, you know, what you have to do is if you need a mental break, and one of the things you want to do with friends and family, if you have a day, you know, uh, every month in the holidays, let's say you have Christmas, let's say you have New Year's Day, let's say you have Thanksgiving or a Christmas party to go to. I think it's better to 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 schedule in your cheat meals um, around things that socially are normal for you and your family. So you're not always like the outcast or the one person that, that you know, isn't eating um, 
and eating out of Tupperware or everybody around you is having eggnog and um, uh, hot buttered rum and, and, and you're sitting there drinking water and Diet Coke. Not that that's inherently wrong. You can, if you want to do that, you can. But uh, that said, I think if when you're with your family and your wife or your significant other or your boyfriend or um, whoever you're with, um, normally has a glass of wine, eats the holiday meal, and it's not normal for you, then I don't think you should short shrift your family in this social gathering and, and, and feel like you've got some uh, FOMO going on um, with that. Uh, I think that you can schedule this in and can, and can compartmentalize different parts of where you're at in your off season or where you're at in um, your training to reflect having a few days with the family. It doesn't, there are some people that, you know, 365 days a year, they're going to be on their shit. They're not going to deviate. They're going to eat the meals they're supposed to eat and they don't give a fuck about vacations and family gatherings and this and that. And that's what they want to do. Cool. More power to you. That that's that's fine. I've got no problem with that. If that's you, if that's not you, I don't think that that you can't still get into the shape of your life by having some fun with your family at certain times of the year. Now, does that mean every month of the year or multiple times Every month, you know, you eat cake at birthday parties and, and ice cream and, and, and drink when people try to get you to go out. No, that doesn't mean that you need to kind of stay on the course. If you have a coach that is giving you a plan, tell the coach about what you're going to do, that you're going to eat on Thanksgiving, that you're making dinner, that you're going to you're going to have a couple drinks, you know, so if they look at you or you're also just looking at yourself and um, trying to get back on track, don't beat yourself up about this sort of thing, because I think that's the worst thing you can do. I think what you do is you plan it. Um, you make sure it doesn't get out of control and you make sure you get back into the normalcy of what clean eating and a healthy lifestyle looks for you and how you've achieved that shape that you've got into so far for, you know, whether it be a show or a vacation or whatever you've gotten in shape for. So um, I think the first thing, you know, in planning for 2020 after the holidays is you want to uh, define your goal or goals. What goals do you have in mind that you want to keep working toward? Uh, has it shifted? Did you attain your goal? Are you still on the hunt for that goal? Did you achieve some of your short-term goals and not your long-term goal? So you have to assess um, kind of the success of you know what you just did and then what you're going to do moving forward. And then you got to figure out how to get there. So how do I get from point A to point B? What's it look like? What's the strategy? What's my eating? What's my training? What's my cardio? How do I keep focused? Do I put little teasers in there where if I 
you know, if I achieve six months of getting in shape, then I give myself a week's vacation somewhere or a weekend out, you know, with a significant other eating and drinking and, you know, or having a little vacation on the beach or, or what have you. So you, you can, you know, incentivize yourself in that manner, but you have to make, which comes to point three in creating a plan. So you have to figure out how to get to that end goal. Then you got to create a plan. So what's that plan look like? Is it you, you have uh, micro cycles, uh, meso cycles and macro cycles. So macro is the big plan. Meso is like a month. Micros are like weeks. So in a micro plan, you plan out your weeks, you plan out your cardio, you're with a coach or you're not with a coach, but you're getting in shape and you're, you know, objectively taking a look at, you know, where you're at and where you need to go and assess the things that you need to get better in, whether that be, you know, your body or body fat or putting on muscle and take a hard look at your strategy. Did your strategy work in the past? Do you know your strategy can work for you and has it worked for you? Or if not, then how do you change that strategy to make it work for you and your upcoming goals in the upcoming year? So for 2020, I think what you do, you starting off, you define those goals, figure out how to get there, create a plan. Then you got to just fucking follow the plan no matter what obstacles you may incur. There's always going to be obstacles when you know, it, maybe it's coming from you. Maybe it's a mental block. Maybe it's coming from external circumstances and things that happen to you from your job, from your family, responsibilities that you have at work. But I, I think if you expect the unexpected, it's better than thinking, oh, this is just going to be smooth sailing for the next six months because probably it won't be life always throws you curveballs. You got to be ready for those curveballs and it's how you react to them. Um, and, and what you do in the, in the face of obstacles and adversity. So stick to the plan, follow whatever plan, um, you have. If you get bounced off track, jump back on. It's not the end of the fucking world. You can, you can still do everything you're trying to do. Don't give up when things go wrong uh, because they will. Just just assume that in life and in your training and, you know, things that may go awry. So you may be banged up and have a little injury. You need to take some time off for your knee, which happened to me in my prep. The last eight weeks of my prep, my left knee, which I got kind of banged up in high school and college playing football, um, and had several different injuries to, and a small surgery after my senior year in college football, it, it, I, I know my knees got a little bit, uh, degenerative condition in it. And sometimes when I go too hard, two leg days a week, you know, five, six days of cardio and cardio is, you know, 30 to 45 minutes, upwards of 60 minutes, my body, my, my left knee just started taking on water. It started getting a little bit swollen. It gets sore. I had to nix a couple exercises. I couldn't do hacks. I couldn't do leg extensions started to hurt. So there were certain exercises that in the last two months that were just not for me. Uh, 
I, I couldn't do them anymore. So I had to work around it and just train to the best of my ability. And I was training through a little bit of pain on that left knee. But after the show, and now that I'm a month removed from my show, I've given it a bunch of time off. I've probably only hit two or three leg days in total since my show because I knew that knee needed to calm down. Um, when you have, you know, any kind of thing in your body, like tendonitis, what have you listen to your body guys, um, you know, and just expect things, you know, to, uh, that things aren't going to be always perfect with, with your training and your body and life in general, just expect the unexpected. And then that way you can never be let down, but the never quit attitude, the, uh, never say never, um, attitude is what you have to have. You have to have that steadfast, um, kind of mentality and the intestinal fortitude to get through anything in life. Um, that's one of my big things and what has really helped me, um, is, uh, I don't ever quit. So, you know, I, I may not always win, but I'm always going to either learn from what I've done or I'm going to get to a point where I do win. Um, and it's going to be that much sweeter when I do. And when I have done that in the past, whether that's in the team or the individual setting or life in general. So this is, you know, and I'm kind of speaking in general terms now, uh, not just specifically, you know, in bodybuilding or, you know, kind of my hobbies or endeavors. I'm, I'm talking, you know, life philosophy and lifestyle. And this goes for everything in your life. So, you know, this goes for business. Uh, it, you know, it can, it can also be used for, you know, losing weight for your relationships, uh, creating a new habit. So if you don't have the habit of working out and eating correctly, you got to create that habit. We are creatures of habit. We do what we repeatedly do over and over again. So if that means you're sitting on your ass for hours a day, repeatedly day in, day out, guess what? You're going to be sedentary and you're probably going to remain sitting on your ass. If you want to create the habit of working out, you got to get off your ass, work out and create that habit. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take several weeks to several months to take, but I, I'm telling you when it takes, it takes and, and you'll thank me for forcing yourself through that period where it wasn't a habit to make it a habit because you're going to benefit from that habit in the future. You know, a lot of people, you know, in talking about recovery, talk about putting a, a positive addiction uh, in place of a negative addiction. So a lot of people that do and get caught up in harder drugs, uh, say heroin or cocaine or something, first thing they do at rehab centers and recovery centers is they give them a vape and they say, okay, well here, you know, you can smoke and there's smoke breaks after meetings and, and people need this because it's, it's, it's something it's sure. It's an addiction. It's still a drug, but it's, it's, it's tolerated. And in lieu of doing opioids or doing hardcore stimulants, math, crack, you know, coke, what, what have you, popping pills, uh, 
Um, it, 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 it sometimes is a necessary evil. And, um, so, you know, to, to take a positive addiction, uh, and replace a negative addiction with that positive one. And not that smoking cigarettes is that positive an addiction, but it is compared to heroin use. Um, my point is you have to make a positive habit for yourself to get working out and to live a healthier lifestyle, to eat better, um, get off your ass and um, kind of go for what you know you need to go for to remember you're planning out your year and you have these goals in mind. So one of the things that I want you to do is, is write down these goals, make them tangible. One of the things that I've been doing lately um, at the end of this year, and I'm going to follow through with in, in 2020, is I've been doing journaling. And what journaling is, is you, you write down a bunch of stuff that you have to do today. Then you make a list of the crap that you need to do for this week. Then you make a list of all the crap that you need to do for this month. And you write all this stuff down because if you try to remember all this stuff just off the cuff every day, you're not going to remember it. It's going to go by the wayside. You're not going to do it. But if you write down a plan, what you need to do today, this week, and this month, and then have an action plan behind it, take massive action behind it. Um, those are some of the steps that I've done that have really helped me um, lately in business. And um, it, it just becomes real tangible when you write this stuff in front of you um, and you're looking at it every day. So with the journaling, with the journal, you, you, you write the, you write these things down, you write these goals down, you write, you create yourself a plan and then you follow this plan and then you document what you're doing every day. So you go back to, okay, well, what did I say I was going to do on Monday? I said, I was going to do this workout and I'm going to prepare these amount of meals and eat in this manner. And then you rejournal it on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you try to open it every day. The more you open the journal, you can open it several times a day. And the more you write down, and it, you know, this can be, you know, when people talk about like keeping a diary or um, keeping, you know, writing down gratitudes or writing down things that um, you're blessed to have or thankful for, you can put those things in, in this as well. And the cool thing about it is it always brings you back to the stuff that you need to do and the stuff to reach your goals. And then if you, if you get knocked off track by whatever forces knock you off your track, um, you can go back to getting right back on and creating that positive habit and um, writing all this stuff down. And it is it has helped me tremendously since I've been doing this. I haven't been doing it that long, probably a couple months, but you find yourself being in a happier place when you do more and achieve more things um, all across the board. So with your body, with your business, with your relationships, you know, creating a new habit, um, whatever you're trying to do, things, new ventures you may have, 
you know, okay, well, what are the action steps you're going to do to, you know, in these new ventures? How's it going to change your life and lifestyle? You know, what do you need to get done to be able to do it? Let's say it's a, you know, you're doing online training or, or something like that, or another class or something. You have to make time for that. So with this journaling, um, comes time blocking as well. And that's one of the things that, you know, when you get busy, when you're, when you're working out, when you're trying to get in shape, uh, irrespective, uh, you know, if you're trying to get ready for a show or not, you know, a lot of people have kids and families and, um, work and you have to time block your days in order to get all this crap done. You got to write all this stuff down in order to get it done too. Cause otherwise you're just, you know, things are going to slip through the cracks. You're not going to get it all done. So with, with writing it down, uh, you're going to write down the steps. Um, you're going to revisit this and, uh, you're going to make all this shit happen for yourself. I'm making this shit happen for myself. And I found that, uh, just being a little bit more, having a little bit more gratitude and empathy for people and being a little bit kinder to people uh, goes a long way. Um, if you're filled with gratitude, if you are filled with being thankful for your life and blessed for the shit in your life, it's hard to get pissed. It's hard to be angry. It's hard to be pessimistic. It's hard to be negative because you're in a different state. You're, you're in a state of, you know, being grateful and gratitude. So if you keep that, you know, you can write down the things. Uh, I don't write down the things that I'm blessed for every day. I think about them and I work on them, but I don't write down. I'm, I'm blessed to have my gyms. I'm blessed to have my body and still be able to, I, but I think about that shit every day. If it helps you to write down the, you know, top three or five things that you're thankful for, and then you revisit that in your head, um, and start out your morning with gratitudes like a lot of people do. A lot of people like to meditate. A lot of people like to center themselves bef before they start their crazy, you know, whatever it is schedule for the day rather than just get up in a fucking panic and, uh, you know, just start trying to get tasks done. That you know, you have to get done and responsibilities. You start off in a positive frame of mind. If you're in that positive frame of mind and you're and you've got some gratitude behind you and you're thankful for the shit you got, you're probably not going to be negative. You're not going to come at people in a negative manner. And, you know, and the, the people you do come in contact with, I guarantee you, you're probably going to have a little bit more empathy and kindness towards than than if not. So it's one of the things I've been working on and I'm going to continue to work on for 2020. I'm going to continue to talk about it. I think it's an important subject and I think everybody can benefit from journaling. Um, no, no matter if you got a lot of things going on or not, I think it just helps structure everything you got. I mean, everything from paying bills to, for me, I've got different stuff going on in different gyms, uh, aside from my hobby, aside from meals and working out and, you know, I've got tasks to do every day every week, every month that I got to get shit done for the businesses that I've found in the past. It's just a, it's like a, 
a, a mixture of crap in your head that gets circled around and things and you grab at that. It's, it's like a cloud of crap that you just grab things that you try and work on. But that's not the organized way to do it. The organized way to do it is, okay, what are all the things I got to get done today? What are all the things I got to get done this week? And what are all the things I got to get done this month? And you write those things down and you keep revisiting that. And as you get them done, you, you cross them off. Okay. I got this done. I got this done. I got this done. Now I'm working on, I've got all my today shit done. And maybe all this stuff you wrote down for today doesn't get done. But this week, when you go back, make sure that those today things get done first before this week stuff and this month, but start keeping that this month and this week stuff on the radar and start working on that. That way at different times of the day, when you get done with certain things, you can start attacking different things and um, kind of make you know a, a better organized uh, push of things. And, you know, this is just going to help you out in your life in general, not just with your fitness. But if you are looking for a new goal for fitness and, you know, a healthy lifestyle, this is the way to do it. This is the way to incorporate it into your life. This is the way to plan it. This is the way to strategize it. And this is the way to implement it. So uh, I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks a lot for listening to another episode of Physical Culture Radio. Tune in and listen soon. Thanks, guys.